We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. officially got the fastest show in radio today an hour of yours truly and ray ratto before we get to warriors live at four o'clock warriors got themselves a gots to have it road game i mean there's really no other way to look at it ray beggars can't be choosers if we wanted to be real honest about you know where is the scheduled road win for the warriors there isn't one you can't presume they're going to show up and win a single road game. So it is all good luck with that. The Warriors got a very much a good luck with that. Go get it done tonight because it's probably the only time you're going to find yourself favored to win a game on the road remaining this year for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it just boils down to this. It's the one thing they haven't figured out at any point. You know, every other thing that people look upon as a shortcoming, they've had bursts where they figured it out. This is the one thing they haven't figured out yet. And when Steve Kerr talked about the difference between how opponents shoot at Chase Center and how they shoot on the road, that one just sort of loosened my jaw. Because when you're giving up 40% from three as an average on the road, you don't deserve to win. I mean, because nobody's shooting four for ten anymore. They're shooting 40 of these a night, which means that you're giving up ten threes a night. Or not ten, I mean um, 16. 16 threes get you beat. And until they fix that, you know, they're probably going to keep losing. Uh, you know, they, they lost the other night only giving up 11, but they've been playing better defense of late. So, this will be another one of those litmus tests to see, well, how good are they? How, how Are they really taking defense seriously now? Because that's going to bail them out when they don't shoot well. Tim Kawakami, Ray, I don't know if you read his uh, piece where he sat down with Lake and actually discussed you know, the very notion of there ever being a two-timeline plan to begin with. Harumph, no such thing. Um, so we'll, we'll get into some of that uh, throughout our show and Warriors Live today. But another thing that Tim pointed out, and it's pretty much the point that you were just making, it's that the, the Warriors, when they're at home, they're good enough to beat anybody in the NBA in a seven-game series. When they're on the road, they can't be presumed to do anything. They're defensive rating in 34 home games is 108.1 in 31 road games it's 118.7 tim even points out that home road rating is right up there with the best defensive rating you're going to find in the nba and the road rating is down at the bottom among the worst defensive teams in the NBA. So they really are. They're, they are about as good as a basketball team as you can find in this league at home. On the road, they've been about as bad of a basketball team as you can find in this league, especially defensively. And if they're going to get the rest of the season right, they better start getting that right right now. They are out of time. They are out of figuring it out. They're out of time to tinker. The time is here. And TikTok, they've got 17 games left on the season. Ten of them 
are on the road starting tonight. So this is just a huge game in Oklahoma City. There's not a lot of games out there that you can presume they're just going to go ahead and win. They're only 7-24 and on the road this entire year. So we'll see. We'll see what they do tonight. It is a big one, and obviously they've got Steph Curry back. That is good news. Ray, it, it appears there is really no road that is going to be leading them back to Andrew Wiggins like anytime soon. I mean, he remains vanished with personal reasons. And, you know, I, I know that Steve Kerr was was talking about this and, and you know, he's trying to lay it down very gently saying this man has got something wrong in his life right now. He needs the space and they want to give them that right now. Here's Steve Kerr talking about putting Andrew Wiggins's head far be before the team. The only thing that matters is just giving Andrew uh, the space that he needs to to, to deal with uh, what he's going through, and and that's so that's what we're doing. So, not, nothing else really matters. The, the uh, you know the focus of the team or the the games or whatever. It's just it's just basketball. So he's you know he's dealing with something that's important to him and personal, and so we're giving him space. And simple as that. It's great that, you know, he's allowed that at where he works. You know, a lot of people in in normal world living don't get the amount of grace that they can afford for him right now. And it's a blessing to Andrew Wiggins that the team feels this way. I think a lot of fans out here in the Bay Area are on board with him getting all the room that he needs. But he is an important player. This is a, 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 a situation where due to Anthony Lamb reaching his you know, minutes or games restriction limit, they're down two important forwards. I know we were joking just yesterday, Ray, about Andre Iguodala, his place on this team. Well, if he's got anything left, you know, showing up with a little bit of it tonight and along the way until Andrew Wiggins really returns will go a long way to getting the Warriors to where they'd like to be when the playoffs begin. Um, they are missing Andrew Wiggins. And I, you know, there's clearly something bigger than basketball going on. But basketball is why we talk about Andrew Wiggins. And, and right now this basketball team is is missing him. And I think when they're trying to look at their glass as half full as possible, they think we're playing a better brand of basketball now. And when he gets here... It should even be, you know, a value add. Well, it should be. Um, but I think you almost have to look at this, since we don't really know anything else about it. Just imagine it's an injury. And he'll be back when he heals. Um, as for Iguodala, I mean, a lot of this depends on whether Kaminga can come back from what was a bad game the other night. Because I think his minutes and Iguodala's minutes basically work as a gearbox. And that the better Kaminga is, the less time they have to rely on Iguodala. And I think that's sort of what happened the other night. This wasn't a sudden plan to, to suddenly get Andre Iguodala more minutes. You know, Kaminga will determine that. And if he plays better than he did the other night, he'll play more minutes. I'm pretty sure of it. You know, there was another aspect of the uh, Tim Kawakami piece on Joe Lacob where he talks about how... You know, some of the biggest decisions that you have seen over the last few years became circumstances that the Warriors were thrown into. More of this grand plan that they had for some sort of two-timeline scenario, it just sort of happened. And I, I think that we forget that. And I'm not trying to make excuses. We've been criticizing this team, and rightfully so, for some of the decisions and choices that they made. But an awful lot of the decisions and choices that they made were rendered because of decisions and choices that were kind of foisted upon them. And they were only trying to swing for the fences when they took some very big gambles, which were sort of watching in real time, you know, in James Wiseman's case, not pay off. In Jonathan Kaminga's case, hopefully really pay off eventually and start paying off with even more playing time tonight. I thought that he had played very, very well, did Kaminga, in the last couple of games that wrapped up that 5-0 and homestand. And then... He was playing poorly, which got quickly turned into him looking like an afterthought in a game plan against the LeBronless Lakers when they lost on Sunday down in L.A. So hopefully uh, Kaminga gets back into the fold, Ray. They need him. 
And uh, we'll have more on that Kawakami piece a little bit later on. But just just one more thing on Andrew Wiggins. By the way, here is Jordan Poole talking about his teammate Andrew Wiggins, wishing him all the very best. Yeah, Wiggins is my brother. I've been talking to him uh, over the course of these three weeks, and obviously we're uh, giving him strength and all of the support that he needs. Whenever he's ready to come back, whenever he's ready to join the team, he will. And I think our uh, staff and organization is doing an amazing job of allowing him to really spend this time with his family. Um, we're just going to hold it down as best as we can until he gets back. And um, I think he knows that we all have his back. And um, he can take as much time as he needs. And we're all a really good support system and wishing nothing but the best, obviously. And another thing, Ray, you know, another thing that this team is doing an amazing job at is is keeping this information in-house. Like Jordan Poole just said, this has been an, an ongoing issue here for the better part of two, three weeks. Now, on one of those weeks, I was on vacation in, in Mexico and, you know, really wasn't poking around. But I've since been poking around the connections that I have around the team. And if I had found out what would happen, it would just have satisfied, you know, like my own personal professional curiosity of what's going on here. And I wouldn't have shared it with an audience if I was told, hey, you know, we'll tell you what's going on, man. But you really can't let, you know, Ray, we're privy thanks to the jobs that we have to inside information that we then choose to share or not to share. Looking for any inside information on all this. I mean, I found nothing. I mean, there there is no word at all what has caused this from, uh, you know, the Warriors. And as we talk about, you know, teams, what matters to players as they consider teams and free agency, ability to keep stories that are personal, personal in-house stories, I think, matter. So, you know, congrats to the Warriors for running a tight ship. They're, they've been very good at that. Uh, even in the years when they were more forthcoming about stuff, it was always on their terms. Right. And there's only one real leak that they've had, and it's the the Draymond Pool punch. I mean, that that's 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 it. Yeah, well, and, and, and we're still not sure exactly who you know how that got out. Right. But for the most part, you know, they you know, well. I mean, I think you know the 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 Green Kerr locker room near fight in Oklahoma City that wasn't meant to get out. But Lisa Salters, you know, dug that outside up. the door. Yeah. <laughs> you um, can hear it. But for the most part, they've kept secrets very well. And the only time something gets out is by their design. So I'm not really surprised that they have kept this as buttoned down as they have. Uh, one, because they should. And two, because the culture includes a culture of keeping everything in-house that they want in-house. So, and, and if you think about it, for someone who is interviewed as often as Kerr, as often as Myers, and as often, weirdly enough, as Lacob, for all that to remain in-house, that's unusual in this day and age when everybody's got something to say and they've all got a conduit to say it. Um, you haven't heard an agent of any of the players talk about it, even off the record to anybody. It, it, it is remarkable that they, have, that they haven't had any of this get out, whatever it is. I, I know this is like a more, you know, this, this is now we're, look, we're playing four-dimensional chess here, but how much do you think that that matters to agents and players when they sit around and make their choices about joining franchises with, you know, look, chances to win, obviously that matters. Money matters. When you get to that other layer of other things that matter, I could see that this looks pedestrian to a lot of people. I think stuff like this really matters a lot to agents and players. Oh, it absolutely does. Um it means, one, that if you're going to have your client sign with the Warriors, I think there is a tacit expectation that the, 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 the wall is not just around the team, but it includes members of the players' extended family, including agents, that you don't let stuff out. And I think that's part of the deal. So you want to play for us? These are the these are the constrictions you have to deal with. If you have a problem, you take it to us. You don't go outside with it. And there have been almost no examples of that. Even when Draymond Green was unhappy about his contract, he kept that in-house. Um, 
really the only other example that created a difficulty for them um, before this year was the Durant Green uh, explosion in L.A. When that turned into a, a daily drama for about three weeks and even to this day is still discussed. And the one, the only one this year is the Anthony Lamb um, rape accusation where the most recent uh, news, and this is from the, the plaintiff, is that the Warriors and the NBA never reached out to her to get her side of the story, which is, even though they've said nothing about it, ought to be an embarrassment to them that they didn't look into that more. And I'm not saying they should have done anything different vis-a-vis Lamb, but if you're going to be thorough and if you're going to be, you know, the kind of organization that they claim to be, that's a detail you have to take care of. And if they had take, taken care of it, that would have been kept under wraps too. Well, you just went a place that I wasn't even thinking about going, but okay, okay, you know, yes, I guess you're you're right, but look, the, the Warriors aren't operating trying to look good to be a better citizen. They're trying to look good to be a better business. And keeping player information tight in-house and being pro-player is, 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 is what the deal is here. It's the business that they're in, Ray. So, um, it's uh, look, I, 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 you know, you took it to the darkest place imaginable as I was trying to give this team a compliment. And you couldn't even, you know, I mean, geez. No, but um, you were, we were talking about how they keep things in-house. And that was an example where they didn't keep things in-house. And it's one of those rare times when they didn't. And I didn't go there because it was dark. I went there because that's a problem that the team's got to deal with on a public relations level. Because it was a they public relations problem for them. They, they they, I mean, they had, they had no element of being involved in any investigation. No, but they were, they were expected to look into it. And the league was expected to look into it because it's an employee. I would think that the league bears more responsibility looking into it because you're you're trying to vet a across the board, not just for one team, but someone who could be employed by any NBA team type of employee. And you got to get lawyers involved. Like I don't think it is it is is it standard operating procedure. Boy, that you want to talk about things I wasn't expecting to talk about on this run up to today's show. But is it standard operating procedure in any way for teams to reach out to, you know. Uh, proclaimed victims to get their side of the story before signing or not signing a player. I mean, that is something I have not, I haven't heard a single team being held to that standard of investigation, not once in my entire covering sports life. I don't think a single team has ever made that phone call. That made that, and that's an oversight that ought to be, ought to be cleared up because the truth is if you're vetting a guy to play on your team, you need to know as much about him as possible. And I'm not trying to pick on the Warriors. I'm just saying that that's one of the moments this year where they, something got out that they didn't want out. I mean, that well, was, that I mean, was it, the reason I brought that up. But I think they knew that it was going to come out. They knew, right? I mean, they, no, they're no, not but, stupid over well, there. Well, they no, understood. Once, once, you know... You know, there there was always a story out there. I mean, and when you're looking into a player's, you know, uh, availability or worthwhileness to, to play on your team, you do investigate that stuff. You investigate all of it. Because it was not like a secret uh, when Lamb was in college. You know, it just, that's one of those things where what the Warriors chose to do got out and that's something they have to, you know, that they have to figure out how to do better, and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have happened had they you know done all their due diligence and made sure that it didn't get out, because that's what we were talking about. That was the context in which I brought this up. Is there anything else you have on that? Well, okay. no, I'm I'm good with it. Okay. Well, you don't seem to be. No, I'm I'm saying they are usually very good at keeping things in house. This is something that didn't stay in house. Well, that was not even a matter of keeping it all in-house. It was a matter of public record and in the newspaper accusations, right? I mean, what, what, what are you talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. 
normally they do such due diligence on everything that things don't get out and even if that you know this this lawsuit was filed they would not have to answer to any criticism had they done full due diligence and normally they are very good at details like that okay well they they did it enough to where they had him play 50 games and they're very comfortable with that so i mean there there's that but i mean i'm not that's nothing that they could control no, but what they can control though, are the stories that come from within their own locker room. I'm talking about Andrew Wiggins. I'm talking about a personal matter which has taken a non-injured NBA player and removed him from an NBA's roster rotation, starting five, whatever you want to call it, for the better part of a month with no end in sight. Normally, in every NBA city, a story like that has been plucked enough to where whatever the what might have gone on has trickled out. Nothing is the point I'm making. Nothing from a story that they completely control that is from inside of their own house. I'm not talking about vetting other people. I'm talking about controlling their own stories. And they have done a remarkable job containing any and all information as to what was going on with Andrew Wiggins. Now, somebody here on the you know, Xfinity.com text line says, why did Kerr say it's important to him when speaking about Wiggins' absence? Is it something that Kerr doesn't think is important to anyone else? Well, now you're just parsing phrases. I have no idea. No, I don't think that that's what Steve was implying, that hey, this is something Andrew Wiggins really cares about. We all think it's stupid, but whatever. We're just going to roll with it until he's ready to come. That's that's not what, what I felt no, or it's, heard at all. It's important to Kerr because it's important to Wiggins. That's what I heard. It's just you know we're you know we're we're backing our guy. We're making sure that he gets all the support and the room and the space he needs. That's what's important to Kerr. I didn't see anything nefarious or weird about that at all. Somebody's saying here, and you know, just told you, is there any chance that Wiggins is in a rehab situation? Look, that's the type of thing where. It, if he was, that gets out by now. Because if there was a rehab situation, there would be clearly a substance abuse level of a situation which no one has ever whispered about with any Golden State Warrior. That didn't, since I've covered the team, that's for sure. We have no idea what's going on with Andrew Wiggins. We're not trying to infer or imply or suggest we might know. What is incredible is that the normal channels of how information flows around a team and people that have covered it for the better part of 20 years there's no information on this and to me that's a credit to the Warriors and I think it matters when players are making choices which is sort of where this conversation started about 15 minutes ago. Uh, anyway, let me tell you what's going on. We got Warriors live starting officially at 4 o'clock today here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors at Oklahoma City. It's a big game. Uh, it's presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. And we're brought to you by 5-Hour Energy as well. We will get to all of that. And uh, at 4 o'clock, we're going to have a big old Warriors lead up to a very important game tonight, which is on the road which makes it difficult for the Warriors. Meanwhile, Ray, Lamar Jackson, pull up a seat because we got an awful lot to talk about. My goodness, the news travels quickly in the NFL and what has happened, what has happened in the last 24 hours around this league is, is really, really something else. I mean, the NFL waits for no one to make news for itself. Uh, Lamar Jackson has basically been tendered a non-exclusive franchise player tag by the Baltimore Ravens. He, if he plays for the Ravens next year, will make $32.4 million. Hooray for him. However... Because of that non-exclusive franchise player tag, Jackson is now free to negotiate with any NFL team. It couldn't sign an offer sheet if he chooses. The Ravens would then be able to match that or receive two first-round picks as compensation if they allow him to leave. Ray, this is a very, very good player. We do know he's got injury past. We do know that the Baltimore Ravens with a healthy Lamar kind of score like 
the Kansas City Chiefs. And without him, they're one of the worst scoring teams in all of football. He's got wild MVP talent. Um, if Danny Dimes got $40 million today, just right there, 32.4 doesn't look like it's nearly enough. And that did happen, by the way. The New York Giants gave a big contract to their not very good quarterback. And we'll talk about all that in the next half hour. But... I mean, Lamar Jackson, which way do you even want to look at this? Do you want to look at this from a, a football standpoint, from a negotiating standpoint, from a who who in the NFL will come after him standpoint, from the fact that the Baltimore Ravens, Ray, literally cannot sit in the room and negotiate another minute with this guy. So they basically turned around to the NFL and said, okay, rest of the league, you tell what this guy he is worth. And then we'll see or not whether we agree with you, because he obviously doesn't agree with us. No, I, I mean, I think that's the fascinating part is you usually don't sort of not renounce your negotiating rights, but put them on hold to give the, to give the player a chance to work his best deal. What complicates it even more is that Lamar Jackson is his own agent. So he's the one who's directly fielding any calls from any other team. And, you know, whether he's got, you know, additional advice or people who drop the language for contracts or whatever else goes on um this is a wild card that i think people saw coming but they didn't really see it coming this way this big right now and i think it's almost a sign from the ravens that look this is what we think you're worth if you can do better go ahead and that happens from time to time where you'll where a team will just tell an agent, look, if you can do a better deal, go ahead and let us know. But it's pretty clear that they've talked this out until they're all blue in the mouth. Yeah. And they're letting a- and they're letting Lamar Jackson figure out whether he wants to be a Raven for another year. You know what you know what the, the the Baltimore Ravens just basically brought in thirty one other NFL teams to be a mediator. <laughs> Essentially, a, yeah. That's what they just did. I mean, we don't mean all 31. You know, I mean, the, the Chiefs obviously aren't in the market for Lamar. So do, do the math backwards of everyone who's got a quarterback. But basically, the Ravens just said, we can't negotiate another minute with this guy. He thinks he's worth X. We think he's worth Y. You find out what that really is. Have anyone in the league say, here's our best offer. If we think that that's fair, Lamar... We're going to match it, and you're still a Raven, oh, by the way, which is would make for sort of a weird situation a little bit. It's more of a buy-in for a, a team's quarterback than it is, say, DeAndre Ayton to have to walk back into Sun's you know, locker room with this hanging over him. Like, it's, it's a weird situation. It's a fascinating situation. And because we have Warriors Live starting at 4 o'clock, we're going to be back for about a half an hour to talk about this situation and a few other situations around the NFL because news moves faster and that league than anywhere else this show moves faster than any other show today because we don't have much time left it's damon and ratto here on 95 7 the game we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. 
afternoon. We are with you for about another hour. You got a half an hour of me and Ray kind of chopping it up. We got a lot of NFL to get in the next half hour before we get back into the Warriors with Warriors Live. Starting at 4 o'clock, we got Warriors in OKC happening tonight. So uh, if you'd like to win a pair of tickets to see the Warriors and Spurs on March 31st, all you got to do is download the Odyssey app and listen to 957thegame.com. The longer you listen, the more chances you have to win. One entry for every hour. You can enter as many as eight times per day. So listen for eight hours. Get eight entries, eight chances to win every day to go see Warriors and Spurs on March 31st. You can go to warriors.com for more tickets, so on and so forth. So, Ray, uh, as we were talking about, the NFL, she she pauses for no one. She just keeps going. And um, today, the big news is that the Baltimore Ravens basically told Lamar, we have taken this negotiation as far as we possibly can with you. And we, you know, we, we don't want to leave you. But you apparently, you know, you, you're not you're not picking up what we're putting down. So if you can get a better deal, go ahead and do that. Uh, here it is from the Baltimore Ravens Executive Vice President and Ger- General Manager Eric DaCosta. Having not yet reached long-term deal with, uh, with Lamar Jackson, we will use the franchise tag. There have been many instances across the league and in Baltimore when a player has been designated with the franchise tag and signed a long-term deal that same year. We continue to negotiate in good faith with Lamar, and we are hopeful that we can strike a long-term deal that is fair to both Lamar and the Ravens. Our ultimate goal is to build a championship team with Lamar Jackson leading the way for many years to come. Very well-crafted statement from the Ravens. And you know, I actually think they mean it, Ray. But the most important sentence in there is we continue to operate and negotiate in good faith for a deal that is fair to both Lamar and the Ravens. And obviously they think what Lamar is asking for is just more than they're willing to give if his negotiating price is 100% guaranteed, please. Sure. But that, you know, it, it, look, when, when Deshaun Watson got his deal from the Browns, one of the first players anybody mentioned was Lamar Jackson because he was one of those guys who was going to be in line for, you know, a, at least a mythical 100% guaranteed contract. And he made it clear that's what he wanted. And this is sort of the end game of that part of the impasse. I don't know that he'll get a 100% guarantee from anybody, but I think the negotiations broke down pretty quickly according to the people who cover the Ravens on that point and I think at this point their negotiating stances are pretty strained and this is the danger of having a client who is also you because I think when you're telling an agent what you think of his client you know, he can filter some of that out so that the client doesn't get too incredibly hurt by it. But when the agent is the player, you know, I'm sure at some point Eric DaCosta was fairly frank with him and probably even blunt. And I think at that point, things did break down. And so now it's really a matter of who's going to make a better offer than the Ravens and will the Ravens match? Well, And it's, almost, it's almost at this point out of Jackson's hands. It's just, you know, he's going to look for the best deal there is. And if there isn't a deal, then he'll go back to Baltimore and start the process again next year. Yeah. No, he 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 takes any and all comers. He takes the best offer. He ranks them. And then he makes his decision based on whatever he's got ranked number one. I mean, I think Eric DaCosta basically during some sometime in this negotiating process probably turned around to Lamar and just said, look, man, we're not giving you 100 we're not guaranteeing 100 and you're not going to find it anywhere else. And Lamar was like, oh, yeah? <laughs> and then Eric DeCosta is like, yeah, go ahead. If you can find it somewhere else, God bless, man. Well, he's about to find out whether or not he's right about that. Or Don't you think there is an NFL owner out there somewhere desperate? And I don't even want to say dumb enough, but desperate enough. Because I don't know if, 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 if giving a guy who is in the prime of his career, who has won an MVP 
who is legitimately a bona fide stud on a football field. Like, I mean, I I just saw what Daniel Jones got paid by the New York Giants. If he's worth $40 million a year, by the way, that deal, that contract for the New York Giants, Daniel Jones, um, it has $82 million guaranteed. So let's start there at the very, very least. Lamar Jackson, we're starting with an $82 million guarantee, but you want 100 I don't know if we can find that for you anywhere. But somebody in football is risky enough to do this. I think Baltimore, if they really thought that they were going to play this level of hardball, they should have just had the guts to trade him. or They should have either franchise tagged him so they had the exclusive window to negotiate still Ray, or they should have traded him because they could get more than two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson, don't you think? I don't know because... One, we're assuming that there is a team out there that would guarantee all of the contract, in which case, you know, the Ravens could just essentially say, yeah, we're going to match your deal, but now let's talk trade. How badly do you want this guy? Um, And I think they're gambling fairly heavily on the fact that every other owner in the NFL, not named Jimmy Haslam, was so horrified by the Watson deal that they wouldn't guarantee everything either. So that well, hold on before I don't think you're allowed to do that. Like you're not allowed to then retract, renegotiate and sign and trade with the deal. Once you sign an offer sheet with the team, that's the only team you can't be traded to at that point, I believe. No, but you can basically say, "Okay, we'll find somebody else who wants to do this." I mean, it's a gamble because I but I think it's a gamble the Ravens are willing to take because they don't believe there's another team out there that will offer the 100%. And at that point, it just becomes an argument about money. Now, if there's a team that thinks he's worth $45 million a year, well, that's a re- it's a relatively simple choice for the Ravens. It's a yes or no. You know, do we want to pay him $45 million a year um, on the assumption that the salary cap's going to go up $20 million next year and another $20 million the year after that and then maybe 25 the year after that And it just becomes a math problem. My sense is right now that they're not viewing this as a math problem. They're viewing this as a philosophical problem. And they're too far apart on the philosophy to get down to the nuts and bolts of the money. Adam Schefter reported Lamar Jackson now has the ability to shop for the best deal possible. The ball and Baltimore will have the chance to match any offer he signs or opt for two first round picks instead. The market is about to mediate Baltimore and Jackson's differences. Very good tweet from Adam Schefter. So let me just uh, ask you this, right? Who's who out there might do it? Who might be the team? That says, all right, Baltimore, we're going to kind of call your bluff on this. We're go- we're going to go ahead and put a big offer in front of Lamar Jackson, one that is, you know, I don't want to say poison pill, but one that you're not going to want to match. Like, what- whatever sent him marching out of your office, it probably started around this number right over here. So that's what we're going to put in front of Lamar. We dare you to match it. Who's going to be the team who does it? I could see the Falcons doing it because they have a boatload of cap room. I could see Carolina doing it because David Tepper's worth $13 billion, and I think he wants to splash some cash around so that they're not mediocre anymore. I think if the Aaron Rodgers thing falls through with the Jets, they might consider it. And then after that, I don't know, maybe Indianapolis? But I don't, I don't, see, I don't see the Raiders doing it. I, I certainly don't see the 49ers doing it. And that's really about the only four teams. It's just teams that are desperate for a quarterback and are willing to spend through the nose to do it. I got one more for you. Because I agree with each one of the teams that you rattled off. That's on my list right here. We don't need to go over them. I think you just did a fine job. Detroit. I know that they just got a decent year out of Jared Goff. and But, I mean, Detroit's got a team full of playmakers. It's got an offensive line. It's got a defense. It's on the way. Make a, You want to try to steal... What could be a stealable division, you know, with with Minnesota not quite ready for prime time at all times, the Bears not ready, the Green Bay Packers could be remaking themselves for a long time here if Aaron Rodgers really does move on. I think Detroit's got a reason to do it. 
they have a reason to do it. I just don't know. And Bill Barnwell suggested this. So this is not me pretending to know stuff. He tends to doubt that the Lions would be willing to deal their two first-round picks, which are numbers 6 and 18. Um, I think they maybe would like to talk about a different offer that doesn't involve both first-rounders and maybe something down down the, you know, down the track a bit, a couple of seconds or a second and a third. But I don't know that Baltimore is particularly interested in that. I think they'd want at least the first two rounders. And that would be, in their minds, non-negotiable. Well, NFL news in the last 24 hours has been pretty damn good. It really has been. Uh, we got 31 teams now who have a chance to bid on Lamar Jackson. We got Aaron Rodgers officially meeting with the Jets yesterday. So that did happen. Uh, Derek Carr obviously is now down on the bayou with the New Orleans Saints. That means the Raiders need a quarterback. The price of quarterbacking, if Danny Dimes, again, is worth $40 million, Jimmy Garoppolo is worth thirty six. <laughs> I mean, you know the the cost of Jimmy Garoppolo goes up. Raiders, you better get to him while you can. Um, it, Derek Henry is apparently on the market. The Chiefs are going to be releasing Pro Bowl defensive end Frank Clark for goodness sakes. Um, Tom Brady Ray is already like playing the never say never again with the with the Miami Dolphins. Like, are we seriously going to do this with Tom Brady? Are we really? Did he have to give us an Instagram retirement if we're just going to do this? Not even a month and a half later, he held up two cats as human as shields to tell people I'm not interested in coming back. You saw that today, right? No, I no. Oh, no I've the, only yeah, seen the Tom quote sitting was, on a beach. The quote was, "Would I be thinking about coming back if I had just bought my two year old uh, or my my daughter a, a two month old kitten?" That was yes. his that was his deny but that was his denial. Yes. So I'm sure there are a lot of quarterback daughters who have kittens. No, I I, I truly <laughs> think I truly think he's done and it was sort of a it was a disingenuous say way of saying he's not coming back, but I don't think he's coming back. I mean, I think he I think he ran that he ran that one time. I think the only place that he would consider going is Miami and Miami came out today and said they are not in the market for a quarterback. So if that's the only place that that Brady would consider and the Dolphins said they're not interested, uh, I think he's probably just going to say, I'm done. You know, I do think that you could be, you could not be in the market for a quarterback yet still remain in the market for Tom Brady. Like he's, he's a little bit bigger than just quarterback market. I, I mean, I, I, it, if you're Brady, you're, you'd want to come back for a slice of the pie. Ownership pie. You know, is Stephen Ross is going to give him that? I don't know why he would. No, and he also got in trouble, you know, trying to end run to get Brady in the past. So I think it's one that the NFL would look very askance at. Um, the Dolphins are almost a poison pill for Brady. And if that's the only place he's really interested in going... Uh, and he wants a piece of the action, I think he's going to have to do it post-career. Daniel Jones, four years, $160 million. Now, I know, you know you're only guaranteed what you're guaranteed, and you're not worth more than that, but the fact that he is guaranteed $82 million with another 35 in incentives is pretty good for a guy who has never once been described as pretty good at the job. I mean, he is okay, and Brian Dable obviously had a degree of success that made him coach of the year, but man, like, hey, Dable, I, I, I'm really surprised at this, and if you just want to talk about the machinations of how you put a roster together, they should have picked up a fifth-year option on him. They should have just franchised him, Ray, instead of going into a long-term deal like this. You don't give a long-term contract to a guy that you don't believe is a long-term solution. I'm stunned to think that any NFL team would really look at, you know, Danny Dimes coming off of one year where they got bounced in the playoffs and, and it felt he was very much along for the ride more than he was driving the bus. I, I'm stunned that they. I'm, this this is why the New York Giants are going to not be winning the NFC East probably anytime soon. By the way, they did 
uh, franchise tag Saquon Barkley today. So that was another big question for their offseason. So they did that. But Danny Dimes, man, that's that's a lot of money for not a lot of quarterback. Well, one of the things about uh, deals and quarterback deals in particular is, you know, trying to determine what this is really worth. And if it's only $82 million guaranteed, um, and presumably the fourth year is is you know not one of those guaranteed ones. It's probably significantly lower than forty a year. Uh, beyond that, I remember when Kirk Cousins got his home run deal from the, from the Vikings, and he got it because he was the best guy on the market, not the best guy, but the best guy on the market. And I think the Giants looked at. The other options that they might have to pay 30, 32, 35 million dollars to for three years plus and said, well, our guys as good as them. I don't think they wanted to run after Aaron Rodgers and I don't think they were going to chase Brady and I don't think they were interested in Sam Darnold or Brian Tannehill or anybody else who was on the market. I think they just I think Brian Dable decided this is guaranteed. We've got this guy. And if you if it costs us more money, it costs us more money. The key being that it's always money. It's always a percentage against the cap, so it's not going to be forty million a year. And even if it is thirty three or thirty four, he's a known commodity for a team that frankly hasn't really had one since Eli Manning. And at that, are probably looking to just for stability more than anything else. And plus, I think Dable was happy with what he gave him last year. He wasn't special, but they ended up winning 10 games with him. Well, and I think and he, he turned into a little bit of a dual-threat quarterback. What he wasn't with his arm, he kind of was with his leg. I mean, he, I think he picked up like 800 yards on the ground. And, I mean, more. I, I, I don't know how many touchdowns he ran for, but he ran for more than five. I think that, like, he, he, was, he was good. He yeah. was good on the ground. But, again, I... It's a lot of money for a quarterback who doesn't throw the ball very well into an end zone. Um, well, I mean, by that by that logic, you're talking about you know a, a, a less a less accomplished version of Lamar Jackson, who you know has a strong arm, but it's not an accurate one. I think you know Dable just decided, you know what, we're better with the devil we know than the devil we don't, and this is the going price for quarterbacks that aren't. Elite, and I think they can do it. I mean, Pat Kerwin went on about this on NFL radio today about how you look at quarterback deals. You don't look at the total. You don't even look at the guarantee. You look at the percentage of of the cap. And as I remember looking this up, uh, Jones's percentage of the cap is, I want to say, in the high teens, which uh, Kerwin postulates is perfectly reasonable and in keeping with most quarterbacks in the league that you're basically declaring the starter. It's where you need it. I think what is Patrick Mahomes is the first guy to ever be north of 20% and and win a Super Bowl? Did that didn't that just happen? Um to be north of 20% and win a Super Bowl, yeah, but his contract was, you know, outsized based on the fact that he'd already had a Super Bowl. Um and beyond that, uh when we were horrified, or we pretended to be horrified by the Kirk Cousins contract, the league adjusted. And the league gets to adjust because every year the cap goes up like a minimum of $20 million. Right. And, and there's never a moment in time where the deal that looks ridiculous today isn't reasonably priced by the time you get to the end of it, if you even do get to the end of it. I mean, there so there always is that. But the price of quarterback play is just going up, up, up in the NFL to the point where if you're a decent starting quarterback, you're making $2 million to start. If you're a decent starting pitcher these days in Major League Baseball, you're, you're approaching a million dollars a start. And if you're a decent starting quarterback, you're looking at $2 million a start. Uh, it's good work if you can find it, Ray. We should have done more than just talk about sports in our lives. What were we thinking? We should have played. Uh, my body type would have prevented that as an option. Hey, look what Andy Reid's accomplished. I don't think he's made much money as a quarterback, though. You see that punt? pass kick thing when he was a kid though yeah but he peaked early 
<laughs> he really he really shot his bolt at age eleven. He did well, and he and also he, felt, he was he was six five, you know, two thirty five when he was at eleven years old. I was about to say he filled that uniform when he was age eleven more than he did any punt pass kick requirements. Uh, so here are the requirements for the rest of this broadcast. The broadcast that is known as Damon and Ratto is officially about to come to an end, but don't you go anywhere because we're not going anywhere. Warriors Live is right around the corner, and this is a big one for the Warriors tonight. they got a big game in Oklahoma City. Here are your remaining road games. Oklahoma City, Memphis, Clippers, Atlanta, Memphis again, Houston, Dallas, Denver, Sacramento, Portland. Of all of the winnable road games, tonight's probably sounds the most winnable, all things considered. So we'll see if the Warriors can win on the road in the very last place they actually won on the road. And that was almost two months ago. So the drama never stops when it comes to the Golden State Warriors as they try to make a push to a playoff seeding, which will give them a puncher's chance in the NBA's postseason. Stay with us. we got a lot coming up this evening here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors Live begins next. Meanwhile, Damon and Ratto, excellent broadcast all the way around, if you don't mind me saying. We've got more of it right around the corner, so don't go anywhere. It's Damon and Ratto here on 95.7 The Game. We are brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.